Hello and welcome to episode 116116 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And with me, as always, is Corrine. Hello. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hi, Planiverse. So today we are, are the, 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 the grand title of our episode is How to Turn Any Planner into a Franklin Covey system planner. So if you don't have one of those, that particular brand available, but you've watched the videos that we've been promoting and sharing with you the last few episodes, and you think, yeah, I fancy using that, but I haven't got a Franklin Covey planner, or I I live in Europe and you know how difficult it is to get them here and, and all the rest of it. So how can you use the system, but with the current planning that you've got? Is that, is that in essence, Corrine? Indeed, indeed. And Good. I think uh, I, I'm going to go over some of the initial pet peeves I have with the system because I've used the system and I've actually gotten the planners. I've taken one for the team here. I don't know if you've actually, have you used these planners at all? No, no. never okay. actually managed yeah. to get my hands on one. They're, they're so difficult to get in Europe, and I'm not sure what the problem is because there seems to be quite a big demand for them. Um, but I, I took one for the team, and I decided to, to explore. I explored the classic size, which would be the most comparable to an A5 size. Mm. It's slightly larger and longer, but I guess that would be the most comparable. And then I also used a Monarch size, which is actually fits U.S. letter size. And Steve is making all kinds of little gestures and gesticulations to indicate huge. monarch. <laughs> huge, monarch. yeah, it's huge. Oh, arc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was is nice because if you think about it, there really is nothing other than a three-ring binder system to fit U.S. letter size paper pages. Mm. Now, we can go into the whole story of ISO and why the United States chooses to <laughs> use letter size and legal size versus A4, A5 and, and standards set by international. Waves white flag, <laughs> truce. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the same reason we're still using Fahrenheit and miles and all of that stuff. So don't tell Americans what to do. That's the bottom line. Okay, so here's my pet peeves about the Franklin Covey system. Number one. The hole spacing. It's meant to be a, well, it's not meant to be, but it is. It fits a letter size paper, U.S. letter size paper, but they've got these seven holes in them. So three at the top, three at the bottom, and one in the middle. Why is the one in the middle? Who knows? Probably because they wanted to proprietorize, is that a word? Make proprietary their hole punching system so that they can sell hole punchers, I would think. Um... You you absolutely need that seventh hole if you want to make your paper pages fit paper pages papers fit inside the Franklin Covey system. Uh, the paper sizes again is another off-putting thing because they're not standardized to ISO as I mentioned. They're using U.S. sizes, which is great if you're in the U.S. Not so great if you're everywhere else because now you have to pro- procure papers that aren't readily available to you. Number three, I really don't like the quality of the binders. They're mostly made in China, which I'm not saying there's anything bad about that. But if I'm paying $100, $200 for a planner, I really want it to be 
quality. And unfortunately, they're not quality. They're, they're shoddily made. Um, the rings can be changed out. You need an Allen wrench to swap out some of the rings, not all of them. But And the rings are actually good quality. I do like the fact that they're large. And by the way, if anyone's wondering why the rings are so big, they come up to two, two and a half inch size rings, <laughs> is because the system is in place for you to carry three months at a time, not the entire year. And so the system is meant to have an extra box where you keep the rest of the year and you're mm. only swapping out three months at a time. So that kind of makes sense, but still three months is a large amount of quantity to fit to 2.5 inch rings and you still don't have the whole year. So that's another pet peeve. Things I do love about the Franklin Covey planners are the inserts. Uh, the quality of the inserts are fantastic. They have laminated tabs they're really clear about the, the typeface that they use, the spacing that they use. I really enjoy that. I love the fact that the original inserts, the green, greenish color tinted inserts, have an actual key of how to use the system. Mm. The system itself is fantastic. And the foundation of it, which was based on Benjamin Franklin's autobiography and how he used to keep uh, a little planner for himself on keeping himself honest with the goals that he had in his life. I love... I love the foundation of this system. So Steve and I kind of looked around and we decided that after looking at a lot of our episodes that we had done, we're basically doing the Franklin Covey system, except that we're, we're not exactly doing their system. Their system is very specific. And we were going to go over this system because I realized after using their planners that I really don't like their planners and I want to go back to my system. I really like my desk facts. I really like using my Filofax inserts. It works for me. And I don't want to have to have a whole new set of hole punchers, whole new set of inserts, whole new expenses and all mm. of this stuff that I just don't want to incur. It's not, it's not something for me. So we're going to go over the system with you together today, and we're going to cover the four basic phases of how to turn any planner into an FC, a Franklin Covey planner. And number one, Steve, why don't why don't you why don't you help us yeah, with so number one? We we call it something else, but the, what do they call yeah. it? Well, it says the task dump. It's just basically sort of listing of all your tasks. Basically, just listing out all the work events. Uh, family errands, your exercise, um, self-improvement stuff, you know, all of these numerous things that sort of come at you during a day or a week or a month, whatever. doesn't matter what order you put them down in to start with. You just need to capture them all somewhere in a, just a simple list, really. Um, and the the way I would stress this is, is it, you know, you don't need... You know, nice inserts a good good idea but you can just simply do this on just simple lined paper and then you can draw a couple of lines a couple of vertical lines just to sort of add a couple of extra ones for the sort of priority and what you actually when you actually come to actually do um run through the list whether you you've completed it you've delegated it or you've deleted it or whatever um so it's just a simple list, really, of capturing of all the all the various tasks to start with. We we call this the brain dump. 
when we were mm. doing our earlier episodes. Yeah. And again, I think the most important aspect of this, or actually there's two. Number one, if you're using the Franklin Covey inserts, they have a split down the middle. So you have your appointment schedule, which is 8 o'clock to whatever, 8 o'clock p.m. at night, from 8 in the morning to 8 at night. And then the other half of the page is lines that are slotted and allotted for this this task dump that they're calling, that we used to call a brain dump. And I like the fact that each day's task dump can be accounted for on the day that you're doing it. Hmm. So if you are using a line page, there tends to be a distraction or um, propensity to want to ignore what day you wrote it on because you're just using line paper, for example. Because they're pre-printed, right, so they have the date on them, there, there is an accountability that's happening with the Franklin Covey insert. So I would suggest that if you are going to follow the system, actually write down the day and the date that you're doing it on so that you can hold yourself accountable to when you have this brain dump. The second thing that I love about the system is that you put down items that don't really have an order to them. It's very much like brainstorming. Don't worry about censoring yourself. Worry about getting everything out of your head and onto the paper. So again, as Steve said, the order doesn't matter, but I think people don't give enough attention to this fact and they think, well, I have to start prioritizing them right away and you don't and that's the biggest setback that I've seen with people trying to plan this way just get it out of your head and onto the paper and the organization of those items happens later we called it contextualization Steve Mm -hmm. when we were doing the OmniFocus Mm -hmm. series and all of that and phase two is is the prioritizing we're going to jump into that but I, those are the two issues that I really like about the task dump or the brain dump is that you get it out of your head and onto the paper and it's right there accountable to the day that you're doing it. I, I would imagine for some people it, it concerns them that when they're actually um, coming to put down the um, the tasks, the fact that they're not in the sort of order of priority when they write them down can be a little bit, sort of sort of not upsetting but it offsets them slightly from focusing on just capturing them all mm. and i wonder if if there is any um advantage to actually capturing them initially on a separate piece of paper and then rewriting them in the priority order in their planner if Maybe. that helps Yeah, I I have noticed that with my clients, we do a lot of brainstorming. And one of the key elements to brainstorming is not stopping yourself when you're throwing stuff onto the butcher Mm. paper. For us, it's not on butcher paper. Uh, It's a larger format or or like a dry erase board. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that your brain has a funny way of thinking. Your brain doesn't think linearly. It thinks in abstract terms. And one thought may lead to another thought that's completely unrelated in seemingly unrelated, Mm. but it is actually related in a subconscious level. Mm. So in order to get all of the things that have been bothering you, all the loose ends, all the things that sort of fly around and keep you up at night, in order to get those down, you have to allow yourself the free flow of thought. And in doing so, that's when you get the greatest outcome of a task dump or a brain dump that's Mm. when you get the maximum allowable potential of what you were storing in your brain onto paper 
when you stop to think, well, let me organize these thoughts yeah. because I that haven't gotten them. Throws you. Then, right, 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 yeah. exactly. It throw it throws you off and it stops your brain from thinking the way it normally would mm. think because now you're trying to give it a linear, logical mm-hmm. reasoning, and that's why it's so suggested to put these down on paper first. And like you said, if you want to put them down on a scrap piece of paper first, that's fine too, so that you can Mm. write them down pretty or whatever, neatly Mm. in in a nice orderly fashion. Um, But I really, really recommend not thinking too hard and just getting it off Mm. onto paper because the organization process is actually phase two. And if you start doing phase two and phase one, you really haven't done phase one. Mm. And it's important to allow the brain this breathing space Mm -hmm. to get it done. So phase two is actually prioritized. And I really like, as I mentioned, in their green inserts, not all their inserts have this, which I really don't understand why, but mm. not all of them have the key. And the key kind of looks like a um, bullet journal mm. key. Have you, have you noticed you that? So it's got a little bit of the sense Straight right away there. where you can see the comparison, <laughs> can't you, um, between yeah, the bullet yeah. journal and, in the way that, that it uses sort of small symbols and, and letters and things to sort of uh, highlight each particular task and to sort of set a running order as it were so the the prioritize list initially allows you to capture what's the most important and according to what's the most important is based off of the franklin covey quadrant system that's how they're they're basing it so it's based on an alphabetic alphanumeric scale so we're looking at a's being the most valuable sec b's being the second most valuable and c so on Also, we're numbering them. So A1 would be a higher priority or the highest priority compared to C3, right? Mm. So that's how we're looking at that. Um, They they have a little caption here that says, when you've added a letter to each task, start with your A tasks and assign each task a number, one, two, three, four, Mm. and so on. The task marked A1 will be your top priority for the day. Now, if you go back to the quadrant section... Correct, correct. Hmm. If you go back to the quadrant um, section that they have, that they explain how to identify what your priorities are, you're, you're wanting to stay in quadrant three, if I remember correctly, hmm. which is things that are important, but they're not urgent. Mm-hmm. So that way you're always working on things that are pushing your values forward. And you've already, we've already identified values in the previous episode. Hmm. We talked about that. And once you have your values, now you know what you're saying yes or no to based on these values. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty much just assigning priority in phase two, which is prioritize. And I, I like that because you can quickly see some of the C's when I start getting into the C's or D's, uh, not so important. And I kind of already begin to cross them off or push them off to another week. And if I mm. see that I push them off for two or three weeks, they're really not that important. I can get rid of them. I don't need to do them. Um, but I think overall in the prioritize section, you're beginning to apply the logic of why these things are in your calendar to begin with. And that's so helpful in being able to discern where you're spending your time. One of the reasons I know we like to plan as, as people who uh, do analog planning is that we like to be able to identify what we're doing with our time so that we can hold ourselves accountable and ensure that we have time for the things that we like to do as well as for the things that are less likable. But once we've assigned those times, the rest of the time is ours to do with as we please. And I know, Steve, you always say this. You say, I'm one of the laziest people I know, right? So that's why I write things down so that I can do things and get to what I want to do, not what I'm told to do. (laughs) And that's why I like the prioritization, because it allows you to see what's important for you on that day instead of Mm. having to think about. If you allow the day to take over, it will. 
right? If you have no yeah. priority, people will come around and tell you what's important and you'll have mm. to submit to their requests. And that's why I like this because when someone says, hey, can you have a meeting on this day or can you pick up so-and-so on this day? You look at your list and you say, well, it's not on my list, so it's going to have to wait. Yeah. And that's how we begin to make smarter choices for our lives. So um, anything to add to that, Steve, for prioritization? No, 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 it's pretty much, pretty much it, really. Then sort of... Re- we would sort of go into the sort of next phase then of the actual yeah. follow-up phase, as it were. As yeah. you sort of go through your day, um, you can then get the the marvellous point of being able to tick off sort of completed ones. Um, you can use... You can use the symbols if you want, but you can invent your own if you're not using the system. Well, you could use any anyone you want, really. Um, and sort of, you, so you can sort of say you can mark them off as you've actually either delegated it, you've got the thing in progress, um, or you've dele- um, delegated, deleted, forwarded, completed, or, or whatever. Um, and that just helps you sort of when you come through to the review period of knowing what you've got to copy onto the next page or next week or, or whatever. Is that sort of roughly how you look at it? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think their their system is very simple. Yeah, if something's completed, you check it off with a check mark. If it's forwarded to the next day, you place an arrow facing the following day, moving over to the right. Mm. If it's deleted, there's an X mark. And we're going to post these. I, I mm. gave the link to Steve. He's going to post them for yeah. the end of the episode notes. Um, I like this one. If it's delegated, you put a circle and you put the initial mm. of the person you've delegated to, yeah. to. And once they've completed it, you have a check mark to fill inside that circle. Mm. So if you have a, quite a few people that are doing things, you can hold them accountable. <laughs> I would also use that in the sort of reverse direction as well. Hmm. Of when something is delegated to you, I would put the initial of who delegated it to me sort of thing. So Correct. I, you know, That's great. If you're a bit of a scatterbrain, like I can be sometimes, and I can't remember what day of the week it is, you can then remember as to, you know, oh, who was it who asked me to do that thing? Or who was yeah. it who asked me to call so-and-so or whatever? You then got the thing in the re- reverse direction as well then sort of thing. Uh, Gary Pritchens, I think, was his name, right? The, the mm. baldy with the videos, yeah. right? He had this wonderful saying. He calls it being deadly, right? Mm. And the deadly part <laughs> comes with the parentheses. When someone, uh, let's say you're having a meeting with someone, right? And you're taking notes in your planner and they tell you that, oh, I'm going to be ready with this item, X item on this day. And you write down the day. So let's say they had it on the 13th of July, right? Mm. And you write down in parentheses at 12 noon, I had a conversation with Steve Morton and he promised me Mm. that on October the 1st, he was going to have ready for me the thing that he said he was going to have ready for me. So you put the October 1st, Steve Morton in parentheses on July the 13th. Well, what happens is you go forward to October 1st, right? On on July 13th, mm. you go forward to October 1st and you put in, Steve Morton said he'd give me so, such and such, mm. right? And what you do is the day prior or whenever, as you're reviewing, you call up Steve Morton, you say, hey, Steve-O, <laughs> you said you were <laughs> going to give me that thing that you said that you did that time, right? Mm. <laughs> 
And Steve says, wow, how did, how did you remember that? That's amazing, <laughs> right? And that, that's how you do it. This is what I loved about the Franklin Covey mm. parentheses system because it allows you to hold other people accountable and hold yourself accountable and honest. And then you become, as Gary Pritchett says, mm. deadly because people forget. And you say, oh, actually, it was at noon on July 13th that we had this conversation <laughs> and the weather was 87 degrees. And blah, 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 blah. Right now you've got all this information at your fingertips and it's living there. And that's one of the reasons they want you to have only three months worth of time. And it's it's, mm. a, it's convoluted. So I kind of don't like the three-month system, but I really do like the deadly system. I, I don't know what else to call it because it allows you to not have to think about what to remember. The system tells you what to remember. And everything in parentheses is the original source of the information. Mm. So if you put something in parentheses like a date, that's the original source. And you can track that all throughout mm. your year. I wonder that the, the three month thing, I think, comes back to that's in most people's um, scope of work or or life or whatever, of being able to sort of think that far forward or that far back, if you like, um, as to what you could sort of maintain in your in your your own memory. Within reason right. sort of thing. When yeah. If you go through the videos, Gary talks about how really all you need is the three months. And let's say, so we're in July and October is more than three months out. So if I wanted to book something with you for a month out, I would just go back to my little, um, what do they call it? Like the storage binder that they have yeah. where you're keeping all the other inserts. And you keep that apparently where you do your planning. So you would go back home and you'd pull out October 1st and write down October 1st in it and keep it stored into the storage binder. And when October 1st comes around, you've put it now into your planner and it's it's there. Um, I get it. It's just a little too many ring systems for me. Like I, I'd rather have the, what is it? The, the Filofax Week on Two Pages diary that I mm. use. This is for desk packs. It takes up less than half an inch. Maybe it's half mm. an inch of space. And I can have my whole year with me, which you know, you know, Steve, mm. you know me. I cannot deal with not having the whole year in mm. my system because it makes me nuts. I don't want to have to think about moving pieces somewhere mm. outside my binder. If I want to reference something in January and I'm in November, I want to be able to do so right then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get it for most people, especially work every day, nine to five workers that have to reference things really only need three months, one month yeah. prior and one month in the future and the current mm-hmm. month that you're in. Um, so I get it. Um, the other one last, uh, phase three issue on the follow-up, what Franklin Covey calls follow-up is a little black dot in, in the portions that are in progress. Mm. And I really like that. I've been using that a lot. And it helps me at initial glance to see what I'm currently working on. Mm-hmm. And I know Gary had this one thing where people were saying if something is delegated and completed, you can put a check mark um, or delete it. And it's not really fair, he said, because somebody else has completed it. You didn't complete it. They completed it for you. So you <laughs> want to give the delegation its own little uh, completion. It's easy to get caught up in what's considered completed versus what mm. somebody else completed for you. I guess the three-month thing also ties in with sort of the, the sort of usual sort of business three-monthly reporting cycle as well, isn't it? You know, Correct. Quite most large organisations t- 
tend to sort of do quarterly reports of one description or another, don't they? I yeah, don't know how yeah. common that is these days because like, I've been away from it all for so long now. But um, it certainly used to be a thing uh, for us back in the day. <laughs> but I used to use keep a, a running sort of total of, of what projects we'd worked on so yeah. that when when the boss suddenly put his head round the door because he'd forgotten to do the quarterly report and he'd forgotten to ask you for your contribution to it, you could suddenly right. unleash a load of stuff at him thinking he thought he'd got off doing it for another week or two because he thought nobody's going to have remembered it. And right, he'd right. be quite surprised when we suddenly say, oh, well, there it is, it's on the email to you now. Oh, oh I wasn't uh-huh. quite expecting it that quick. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, so it, it kind of makes sense. Franklin Coffee calls this the PTDL, the Prioritized Daily Task List. I was going to ask what, you what, what that their system for. is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Prioritized Daily Task List. And what's nice is about their system is that they have this little space holder before the bullet that you actually get to insert the priority number mm. and the delegation code. So like you're putting in your A1, B1, C1, but then you're also putting in your little hieroglyphics for completed, forwarded, mm. deleted, and so on. So you get to see everything in one glance. Nothing's stopping you from doing this with the inserts that you have right now. No. If you want to use a ruler and draw a little line or create yeah. your own little tick bar- boxes or... I don't know, post-it notes, however you want to do it. But there's really nothing stopping you from doing that. And I, I'm so glad to be back in my old system. I really didn't want to have to mm. use the Franklin Covey systems. And for the reasons that I said, maybe you love them. Maybe it's exactly what you need. I don't know. But I'm just giving you my impression. Um, and then the, the fourth and final phase is we've called it something else. But I think we've also called it what they call it, right, Steve? We call it review. What yeah. do you call it when you... It's Re- a, sort of review is as good as, you know, sort yeah. of looking back yeah. and sort of it's sort of that point of deciding right does this need to be carried forward is it completed therefore it can just put a line through it or whatever and you you're then sort of preparing yourself for the following day or the following week or month or whatever and checking that you've not nothing sort of fallen through the cracks as it were isn't it really where you yeah um, one of these lower priority uh, tasks that it, might have been um, weather dependent or something like that. It's very easy for those ones to sort of get forgotten about. Well, when we were talking about contextualizing, we were grouping things like things together. So things that were done outside the office versus inside the office or outside the home, inside the home. And so it would make sense to prioritize errands, for example, as B1, B2, B3 in the order that you'd be driving. So this Mm. is Franklin Covey's contextualization, I guess. This is the Mm. way that they're prioritizing or contextualizing what needs to happen in which order. Uh, What I I will say is that they're using a daily system, so page per day system. Or is it page? No, it's page per day. Page per day or page per two days sometimes. Per two days. It's this one because the following page has notes on it. Sorry, two pages per day. Yeah, so it's page two pages per day, exactly. Mm. So I know Steve and I have had this conversation many times, and he said that's a little too intense for him because mm. he doesn't have that many to-dos that take up two pages worth mm. of content. And there could be a day where he's got one thing to do, and that would be such a waste of yeah. of two pages. So I found for me what works is the, the week on two pages, the vertical 
uh, style. And then I just have a separate section for notes that I date. And I'm able to keep my notes in order on, on that way. Um, the review for the Franklin Covey happens in the morning and then in the evening because it's day on, essentially mm. day on a page, right, with the notes. Um, I would suggest that you have to base your review based on how often you're checking your tasks. So for Steve, for someone like Steve who's checking his tasks maybe every two or three days, he could have a midweek rep- review mm. And then maybe one at the end of the week, which is kind of where I'm at. Sometimes I have dailies, depending if I get a lot of clients on that day, I kind of have to go through and make sure that my drafts have gone out on time. Um, But if I have a day where I'm not doing that many clients and I just have writing or I have other admin tasks, other things that I'm doing, those can get delayed for two or three days in terms of the review, not the actual doing of them, but reviewing what needs to be done. There's really nothing that's pressure or like urgent that needs to be put out as far as a fire goes so when how often do you review steve for your own planning I'm, needs what i could look through the list of tasks i've got i suppose at least once a day mm-hmm. um, is it morning or evening it tends to be evening i guess but i've got really good recently at um adding um the sort of tasks for the relative day. So I use a sort of a week on two pages. One one page is sort of the sort of appointment side of things, which is a bit yeah could be smaller, I guess. And then the other page is the sort of tasks, sort of overall sort of tasks and reminders. And then there is a, a separate column which allocates tasks to individual days. And when I first devised this, I, I wasn't really using it properly, as, as you can well imagine. Mm. Um, but more recently, I've been doing this thing where I transfer electronic reminders onto paper so they don't come up as a big surprise. And I actually put them into the relative days as to which day that reminder is going to pop up on. So That was of, something that Gary also talked about. If yeah. it's an email correspondence that you get to just put a little E in the parentheses mm. so that you can track on paper the stuff that you're getting digitally. Very, very well played, Steve. Mm. So that, that sort of helps me sort of prioritize things sort of during the week um, mm-hmm. and remind me what I've got to do um, on any individual day sort of thing. And, and I've got sort of more sort of flexible ones to, to, on the sort of the right hand side of the page, and that can be sort of you know any time in the week really. And sometimes, if some stuff isn't done, that's the ones that get sort of carried forward into the sort of following week. But I do a sort yeah. of a review on a sort of Sunday night, Monday morning, of mm-hmm. right, what haven't I done, or what got sort of left out because you know rain stopped play or something like that. Yeah, and I then sort of. Uh, sort of do it to transfer it across yeah i i like the review process it's it's calming for me because Mm. i get to assess what i've accomplished for the day and what needs to be moved forward to the following day the symbols that franklin covey uses make it very clear at glance where you are with completion you can use your own system of course Mm. if you highlight something means it's completed very easy to see on a white sheet of paper what's been highlighted and what's Mm. not so everything that's not been highlighted gets moved over very simple Uh, like i said my process is a little bit 
more, I don't know, it's not really standardized because my days aren't standardized. Yeah, I have days where I have 10 clients and I have days where I have none. So I have to account for my time. It doesn't necessarily mean that I need to have a full-on review of everything I've done that day if I don't need to. The, the symbols you use, of course, are basically up to you because you know some people won't have um, tasks they can delegate to others. They're sort of a, you know one-man business or, or whatever, one-person business. Yeah. So you, there's, there are you know you can't delegate something, but you, you can definitely complete it. You, you can sort of forward it to a later date. And yep, you can delete exactly. something, or you can mark it in progress, but the delegation bit doesn't doesn't occur. Um, or you can invent some more for your own uh, um, abilities, sort of thing. You can mark these things to sort of indicate where to find out more information and stuff like that. That that's always yep. useful to know. I still use the contacts for me and I color code mm. my contacts so I can see what's being left off of the mm. context because all of those contexts are, are important to me. So if I don't see a green context, for example, in the whole week, that means I need to go back and look at what number green was, number green, yeah. color green, and, and then go back mm. and, and start using more green in there. <laughs> um, but that's that's a system in, in essence. I urge everyone to give it a try. It's, it's a system that works for me and I'm really glad I tried it. I found out that I don't need to use their system system to make the system work. Uh, ben Franklin certainly didn't have a Franklin Covey system. He had his diary <laughs> and he made it work somehow. And I would I would just like everyone to give it a try. Maybe it's the one thing that helps you push your planning forward. Well, what I should look into is sort of possibly making some minor adjustments to my own um, system. Not necessarily redesign the, the planning page, but maybe instead of just putting tick bo- ticks in, in, into boxes, I might put, start putting symbols into the boxes instead just to help me when it comes to the review um, end of the week to sort of make sure something's carried forward or not. But there right, we go. and nothing gets lost in the, yeah. in the loops, yeah. Well, well played, Steve. We, we've covered that quite well. I, I was, wasn't expecting us to talk for half an hour about it, but <laughs> we managed it somehow. Yeah, here so we are. We've put we the entire world to sleep. On the interwebs. <laughs> I've been on Instagram, Instacart Instagram lately. You can find me Karine Tovmasyan. You can find me Throat Punch Resumes. You can find me making fun of Steve on Filofaxi. Where can we find you, Steve? You'll find me in the usual place of filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. And remember, folks, if you've enjoyed our podcast... Don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. 